Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Off we go to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line and launch into 12 for the 12s with our buddy Michael Sean Dugar covers the Seahawks for the Athletic. He is in Phoenix, uh, the site of the Week 4 matchup between the Seattle Seahawks and Arizona Cardinals tomorrow afternoon. Uh, t- tomorrow afternoon, uh, Sunday afternoon, rather. How about that? Yeah, they play right. football on Sunday still. That's how it works. Uh, Michael Sean, how are you doing, man? Good to have you back with us. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Just got here to, to Arizona. Uh, can't wait for something weird to happen on Sunday. Something weird <laughs> always happens in, when when the Seahawks play the Cardinals, right? Like Earl Thomas goes down in that game last year, and the famous uh, bird given to the sidelines and uh, all that thing, and it really his last play as a Seahawk. That was the last time Seattle was in Arizona, right? Yeah, you can make a strong argument that the the stadium in Arizona like ended. Legion of Boom. It ended Cam's career. It ended Sherm's Seahawks career. It ended Earl's Seahawks career. And oh. it ended their dynasty in 2014. Right, right. It totally did. Yeah, it's it's been a, a bit of a haunted house for Seattle, even though they've they've beat Arizona like since 2012 every game, but uh, it hasn't always gone to script. Before we get into the game, though, on Sunday, I just want to go back to last. Uh, Sunday and the loss against the the New Orleans Saints. If you look at the numbers, you'd go, well, Seattle won this game handily, but it does not factor in a special teams touchdown for New Orleans and a defensive touchdown on a scoop and score. When when you were looking at that game and the way the Seahawks played in it, what was your main takeaway from that game last Sunday against New Orleans? Uh, that The Seahawks are a bit more of a flawed team than we realized, and I'll I mean, it's weird because defensively they were actually all right, right? Right. But they don't have the they don't have the same margin for error that they've had in the past. Like that was the main thing with those Legion of Boom teams is that yeah, maybe the offense couldn't get it going, or maybe the run wasn't working here and there. 
But it didn't matter because the other team probably wasn't going to score. If they were able to move the ball, you know, someone was going to take the ball from them on the defense. You know, you just look at how loaded those teams were. Like, the, the, the Seahawks defenses were so loaded back in the day, which is only a couple of years ago. But they were so loaded back then that, like, K.J. Wright was like an afterthought. Right. You know, and, he, and he's one of the best players on the defense now. He's, like, I don't think there was ever a point where K.J. was one of the best five defensive players on the Seahawks. Right. Since it's probably not even since he was drafted, right? But now he's clearly like the second best. So yeah. like you look at that, it, it changed their whole margin for error. The offense needs to be far more efficient and a lot more closer to perfect and flawless, which they are just not. Not it not even just in terms of turnover, but just in terms of you know, just those penalties that now it's like third and twelve. Right? When it gets third and twelve, third and fifteen, this offense has just got no shot. The coordinator just punts it. You know, he, just, he might as well just punt on third down because he's basically, you know, this is the same thing when you run some little handoff to, to C.J. Procise or Chris Carson on third and 13. So that's what I kind of mean by, like, the flaws there on both sides of the ball, and there's not much room to not be perfect. And they were playing a really good team in New Orleans that required them to basically be perfect and they were anything but. All levels of football, special team scores, defensive scores, can swing the momentum so much. And, and the margin of victory, though, in the NFL – the margin between victory and defeat, I should say, is so slim. And so when you give up a punt return touchdown like they did early, it seems like that's just so deflating. And then you give up the scoop and score a little bit later on, and, man, now all of a sudden you're down 14 points in the element of the game that isn't the offense versus the defense. How much do you think that impacted just the, the way that Seattle fell behind the eight ball so early on in that game? Uh, a lot. I, I mean, th- that's why Pete Carroll's whole thing is about, like, the ball. His whole thing about football is protecting the ball. That's why you know he recognizes it uh, because he plays a safe style of football. And so when you give the other team the ball, you're basically screwed. You know, and then he really harps on special teams, right? Every time he drafts players, like, oh, we're excited about this guy. He can run, hit, do these things. Oh yeah, and then we're really excited about how he can play special teams. And we kind of dismiss it, like ah, blah blah blah, whatever. But you look at it, if you don't have guys who can cover on special teams, that's all rookies and second year guys out there whiffing on tackles, on punt returns and kick returns. Uh, I think with the exception of, like, Nick Bellore, who's, he might be, like, 30, uh, he's on uh, punt coverage. But that's why he recognizes that those type of plays are so huge. And when this offense isn't built for things to not really go their way, all those things you mentioned is an example of things not going their way. That's why I think Pete Carroll's system is so flawed, because you need basically everything to go perfect. You ask them what happens when they're slow starts, like, oh, well, we didn't have the ball that much, or, Oh, well, you know, we got backed up a couple times. Or, you know, he's not. His answers aren't that there was a hurricane. You know, at midfield, these are regular football things. You're gonna get backed up. You're gonna have penalties. You know, the other team's gonna pin you deep with punts. Like, you need to have an offense that can overcome that. And really, they're just like, oh, you know, if it doesn't go our way, then yeah, we don't score points, which is like terrible when you think about it. Michael Sean Dugard joining us. He covers the Seattle Seahawks for the Athletics and uh, is with us each Friday afternoon. Uh, early returns on Jadavion Clowney and and Ziggy Ansa. I know Ansa's just back, but they're, they're obviously the two guys they're bringing in hoping to create a pass rush. What have you seen out of them, if anything, here in this first couple games that they've been there? Well, not much of a pass rush. Uh, really, Like to be honest, their defensive ends were just non-existent against the Saints. The Saints did a really good job of getting the ball out and getting it to their playmakers. They had a, re- they had a much better game plan. Uh, offensively than the Seahawks did defensively. The, the Saints' offensive plan was basically, hey, we're going to get the ball to Kamara because he's our best player, and then we're going to get the ball to Michael Thomas 
You know who are not going to have the ball in their hands that much? Teddy Bridgewater. And it worked out perfectly. Uh, right. Teddy didn't throw a ball that traveled more than like 14 yards in the air against the Seahawks and still won a game. Why? Because he's got all pro playmakers, you know, in Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. And it really neutralized that front. Now, that's not to say that the quick pass is the only reason they couldn't get to the no, uh, to no, the quarterback. I mean, a lot of it, too, is you got to just beat the guy that's in front of you. Jadavian wasn't able to do that. Ziggy wasn't able to do that. I mean, and no one really was. But, like, Ziggy and, and J.D. are supposed to be the stars. And when the opportunities came, you know, for Teddy to sit back in the pocket, which he did a few times. You go back and look at the, the film. They just didn't beat the guy in front of him. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what your pass rush is all about. Transition into this week, then. The Arizona Cardinals, one of the most fascinating teams in the NFL to me because I don't necessarily know if they're good or not. I don't know if they can be. They might be. But so much of that is just on the number one overall pick, Kyler Murray. He's an unorthodox guy. There's no real blueprint as far as projecting him, because I think that he's got a lot more juice than even a guy like Russell Wilson did come in the league. I don't know if he's necessarily the thrower of the football yet, but his athleticism is peerless at the quarterback position, and they're running an offense that's so much more like a college spread than it is like an NFL pro-style offense. So as Seattle transitions to prepare for this week, for this game, what's the talking points been, and how much of it emphasizes on figuring out a way to slow down Kyler Murray? Well, I think I think Kyler's talented enough that, as Pete Carroll mentioned this week, like he's gonna start lighting it up eventually. Right? And will that always translate to wins? I mean, probably not, especially not in year one. But he's gonna light it up eventually and look like you know a Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray. Just because kind of Lamar Jackson had some moments already where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is why he was so dynamic at college and why he looked worlds better than everyone else. The key for the Seahawks and basically every team that plays that plays Arizona is. Don't be the team he lights up, because like it's gonna happen. He's too he's too fast. He's got too good of an arm. He's too dynamic of a playmaker. He's gonna start making it happen. The the best thing is uh, Arizona's O line is god awful, right? Like in the first week of the season, I think Kyler was tackled by one of his own offensive linemen. Right? I mean that's that's the biggest sign is any that your O line is just bad. So any team with a bad O line, you should feast on. I mean that's that's where you start. And the other part is okay, you know they're gonna huck it. All right, well, this is your time for your corners to show up. You know, I think Shaq mentioned during the week that he was really excited about playing a team that passes a lot. You know, I know those guys want to get their hands on the ball. They keep track of who leads the defense in turnovers. I think I think Bradley has the only pick uh, officially on the team right now, so he's in the lead. I know Trey Flowers really wants his first career pick really bad. Like, he likes when he gets targeted. So, okay, here's your shot. You're going to probably get, like, 45 shots at it. But it's not going to be 45 deep balls, right? It's going to be a bunch of quick stuff underneath. And then you got to wrap up. I mean, my goodness, the tackling was abysmal against Alvin Kamara. I had him looking like Jerome Bettis uh, <laughs> last week. If that happens, it won't matter what Kyler Murray does. If they can't tackle Fitzgerald and David Johnson and Christian Kirk or all the other fast dudes they have out there, if they can't tackle those guys, it won't matter if Kyler throws for 400 yards or a buck fifty. Uh, first divisional matchup for the Seahawks of the season. Uh, first of two, they get the Cardinals now and then the Rams uh, in Seattle on uh, Sunday night next week. But obviously we know the importance of divisional matchups and, 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 and that. But what is Pete Carroll, what is his message to his team going into divisional games? How is it different from you know your standard run-of-the-mill regular season games? I mean, Pete tries to treat every game like it's the same. You know, it's a championship opportunity. Russell says go 1-0 each week. Blah, 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 which is, which is fine. There's, there's nothing really wrong with that because you should only focus on the team in front of you or, sure. the, or else the team in front of you will beat you. But, I mean, you have to also consider the big picture. Whether or not you have to behave differently because of it, you just have to keep it in mind. 
you can't lose division games. I mean, the reason that they haven't really gone where they've wanted to is, I mean, yeah, they've had some flaws in the margin for error that I talked about earlier. The other thing is, you need to win a division. Like, you, you need to prove that you're better than the other teams in the league because if you look at the last, like, I don't know, eight years, right, winning this division means you're probably one of the best teams in football. Like, I know that the, the teams have had some, you know, attrition over time, but the not, those Harbaugh Niners were nasty. Right? And now you're looking at, you know, Sean McVay's Rams were nasty. Even some of those Arizona teams with, like, uh, Carson Palmer were nasty, right? And so if you can structure a team that, like, can beat up on the other nasty teams in your division, you're pretty set to prove you can, you know, throw blows at whoever else and, you know, the rest of the conference. Yeah, of course, every game is important, but you really got to, like, beat up on and really impose your will on these division games. Last question for you. What do you expect? Looking at your crystal ball for a Sunday, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think we're going to see some scoring. Uh, on Sunday, I'd probably go 33, maybe 24 in favor of the Seahawks. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good to me. I'll take a little bit of score and get some fantasy points racked up. Michael Sean, as always, we appreciate it. You can follow him at Mike Dugar, at M-I-K-E-D-U-G-A-R, and also you can listen to him uh, on the podcast that he, he runs. Michael, tell him about the podcast. What's the, the Seahawks Man-to-Man podcast? Where can they find that? Right, we have the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. Our podcast after every game, either the night of or the next day, is available on all platforms. That's Spotify, that's Stitcher, that's iTunes, that's The Athletic, everywhere. We also do a midweek episode that you can find exclusively on The Athletic. We usually talk to one of the opposing beat writers. This week we talked to Catherine Fitzgerald of the Arizona Republic, and it's exclusively on The Athletic. And we have someone on there every week, I promise. Uh, so tune in, enjoy, leave a review, and all that good stuff. Michael Sean Dugar, covering the Seahawks for The Athletic, joining us every Friday, 12 for the 12s. Michael Sean, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the trip. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. There you go, Michael Sean. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Be well. There you go, Michael Sean right, Dugar, man. boys Thanks, and girls. Yep, you too. See you. Giving us uh, everything that you could ever want to have when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks and uh, their game on Sunday at Arizona. And Coulter, uh, this game Sunday against the Cardinals, noon on the broadcast here on 1290 ESPN Radio, and then uh, the uh, kickoff at 2 o'clock with uh, Steve Rabel. And this is a game early in the season, first divisional game. Seahawks got to have it. The, the Cardinals are the worst team in this division, and and so if you want to be competitive within your division, which you have to be, this is a game that you just have to win if you're Seattle, even though it's on the road. Certainly. And it remains up for debate if the Niners or the Cardinals are the worst team in the division. We'll see. Niners are already completely destroyed at running back. Jarek McKinnon's out. Matt Breida's out. Tevin Coleman's out. They got nothing at running back. So we'll see. Uh, but rookie quarterback, first-year head coach, all this stuff in, in Arizona, it, it is. It's, a, it's a, a big game, especially considering you go out in, in a game where every prediction in the country had the Seahawks trouncing the Saints last week because the Saints were playing Teddy Two Gloves. And like Michael Sean Dugar tweeted during the game, he said the – he, he, he was blunt. He said, right now, when it was 27 nothing, he said, right now, Seahawks are getting their butts whipped. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was true. They were they were getting manhandled. When you give up a, a special teams touchdown and a defensive touchdown, and you play a style of football that is built to be close, you're in trouble, period. And uh, it's not this, this is not rocket science. You cannot do those things and win football games in the NFL. And, and, uh, and they didn't. They didn't win last week. Would have been nice for Seattle to be three and zero going into Arizona. In any case, they're two and one. 
Still got to get this game. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news. Casey Kotzman hit a 37-yard field goal as time expired to lift number two Butte to a 39-36 win over number three Sentinel at Missoula County Public Stadium last night. The victory moves Butte to 5-0 and at the midpoint of the Class AA season, while Sentinel gets their first loss in five games. The Bulldogs defeated the Spartans by one point last season. Butte quarterback Tommy Mallott, who's bound for Montana State, Threw for 170 yards and a touchdown while also rushing for 89 yards and three more scores to once again pace the high-powered offense from the Mining City. Sentinel junior quarterback Dalton Bay had a career night, completing 23 of 25 passes for 321 yards and four touchdowns all in the first half. Preston Jones finished with seven catches and 179 yards, including three first-half scores. And Jackson Lee, a future Montana Grizzly, rushed had a total of 113 yards from scrimmage and scored a short three-yard touchdown. Butte, they host Helena Capital next week. Sentinel, they face off with the city title on the line against Missoula Big Sky. Missoula Hellgate gets its first real test of the season tonight after ripping through their first three games 3-0. The Knights will take on number 5 Helena High in Helena. The Bengals are 3-1. Also tomorrow, the opening of Big Sky Conference football play. The Grizzlies on the road at UC Davis. That game kicks off at 2 p.m. Mountain on Root Sports. Montana State hosts Northern Arizona. That game kicks off at 1 o'clock on SWX Television. This should be the halftime show. No one even knows who this is. So what? This is football. This is not dancing around. Do you understand that the Super Bowl is not actually football, though, when it comes to the production of it? The game is one portion of it, but you have legitimately tens of millions of people that do not watch other football games ever. I do not care. 
They mean nothing to me. It is the football game of football games. If you're not into it, that's not my problem. If you're watching, Plus, you should be into Project 86. If you're watching network TV on Thursday nights looking for quality content, that's the exact same thing as watching the Super Bowl sh- halftime show and looking for quality content. It ain't happening because if you're trying to appeal to the masses, it's just going to be trash. No, it's th- th- don't appeal to the masses. Just make what's good. Stu Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. We are now on Instagram, boys and girls. Check it out. 1029 ESPN, the Instagram handle. You can also use that same handle on Twitter, at Gus Tutel, at Coulter underscore Nuanas, at Skyline Sports MT. And then Coulter and I are on Instagram as well, R2 Tell and C Nuanas. Check us out there. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. He wrote it in here. I'm forced to say it. It's bolded. We made a deal. You know, I don't want to pay more money into the money jar in the back for not doing what I'm supposed to do. I deleted all my stuff, and now I have to have it back Mm. just so we can shamelessly promote ourselves. It's time for Picks Against the Spread, NFL style, brought to us by Katie O'Keefe. We got five picks we're going to do for you. If you want to hear the rest of them, they will be available on the podcast, so uh, you can tune in to uh, check that out for uh, to get the rest of them. And also, if you want to hear them on the radio, you can go on Twitter, at Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, and tell us what you want to hear in terms of which picks you want us to make. Uh, Jesse Fulcher, at J underscore Fulcher, said, hey, I need to hear your Chargers-Dolphins pick. The Chargers at this time were plus 17. They're down to, uh, uh, excuse me, the Chargers were minus 17. And uh, that line has moved in the direction of the Dolphins. It's now minus 14 and a half. Uh, but he, he says, I know the Finns are tanking, but a 1-2 and two Chargers team on the road to cover by 17, that can't be real. Well, it is real because the that's Miami their Dolphins... Least, that's their lowest point spread of the last three weeks. Exactly. Uh, it, and the Chargers are 1-2. and two. They are supposedly... Getting Melvin Gordon supposedly reported yesterday uh, to camp. I don't know if he's playing on Sunday, you know, reporting to camp and actually being available to go. He held out for $5 million. Seems worth it. I mean, what do you, what, what, what are you looking at me like this for? I don't understand. It just, it just seems crazy. He should have just been playing. What? What? What was he making? I mean, he obviously is making a little bit more, but just to hold out for a $5.4 million contract seems, I don't know. Well, he, if you're gonna skip it all, you should just try to get ten. He didn't. He didn't hold out for a five point four million dollar contract. He held out and didn't have any leverage and realized he was never going to get what he was wanting. So now he's back. But anyway, point being, whether or not he plays on Sunday, he I think he's available to play, and I presume that he will be playing. Uh, Austin Eckler has obviously played very well um, and is certainly going to be a, a, a part, a major part of that game plan. And whether Melvin Gordon is actually, you know has been keeping himself ready to go when it's just plug and play. And, I mean, he knows the system and all that. So I assume that he'll be ready to go. Uh, the 14.5 points as it is right now, 15.5 at ESPN, 14.5 on, uh, on uh, other places. Uh, yeah, I'm go- it's going to be the team that's playing Miami until it's not. Miami is so bad, it's, it's beyond comprehension. And even though they are, you know, supposedly better than each successive week than they were the week before they're i mean this is an awful football team and i will pick the team and lay the points every single week period against the miami dolphins and by the way this is a game the chargers have to have i mean they should be ready to go i know the the only hesitation is if a team is completely checked out they go to south beach and they do the south beach thing and then they go try and play and they're going to be in trouble uh and that's the only way the miami dolphins are going to get a win if they get one this season 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. The Chargers should be focused. They should be ready to go, or Sunday, excuse me. And uh, I think the, I got the uh, uh, Chargers laying 14 and a half. I'll give those points away and uh, take the Chargers to cover. Yeah, I mean, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets any better for Miami because they already have um, la- lack of continuity is not strong enough of a statement. They already have complete anarchy in there. There's a hole in the hole of the ship. I mean, they have so many guys that are trying to jump off the sinking ship already. That ain't good. But they didn't. I don't think that they entered this season with the goal to tank. I think when they lost 59-10 to 10 to the Ravens, they said, oh, okay. And then he was 43 nothing to the Patriots. And they're like, okay, now we got to just let's go for the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And so then when you when you already gave up 102 points before you decided you were going to tank and then you decide to tank, good luck. Good luck keeping any veteran in that locker room engaged. It's going to be an ugly path for Miami before it gets any better, especially because Josh Rosen's still cutting his teeth. I mean, they named him the starter last week. He's got to figure out how to even play in the NFL at a, at a, a close to, you know, adequate level. So you're taking the charge. I'm taking the charge. Okay. Uh, next game, speaking of the aforementioned New England Patriots, they're a 3-0 football team, and they are a 7-0 road favorite at a 3-0 football team. The Buffalo Bills, also 3-0. Uh, this is the first divisional matchup for these teams. New England at Buffalo Coulter, minus 7 for the Patriots. Who you got? Well, the Bills have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and Buffalo has one of the distinct, distinct home field advantages. There's this giant narrative about how much the Patriots have dominated that division, and they have. And, I mean, we used to even have a promo running on ESPN where you say, well, it's pretty doggone easy to go to the AFC Championship every year when you get six free wins every year. The thing is, that narrative is a little bit overblown. The AFC East is not good. The Jets have been no competition to the Patriots for 20 years, none. I mean, I would love to see the record of when Bill Belichick jumped from the Jets to the Patriots, what the record between those two teams has been since then, because I bet you the Jets have won a handful of times max. The Dolphins, for whatever reason, the Patriots stub their toe in Miami sometimes. Yeah. And I did say this was the first divisional game. It's not because they did play the, right. the Dolphins already. But uh, the one place where the Patriots need to bring their best in the division is when they play at Buffalo. Obviously, Foxborough, Patriots are great no matter who they're playing, particularly in the division. But the Bills have given the Patriots a lot of tough games over the years in, in Buffalo. Buffalo's one of the hardest places in the NFL to get to. I mean, obviously, you're taking charters, so it's not hard to get anywhere. But it's it's just it's off the beaten path more than anywhere. As it gets more towards winter, it's one of the more cold places in all the NFL. So, you know, I think the Patriots will win this game, but I'm going to pick the Bills to cover. I'm taking New England because it's New England. Um, I do like this Bills team. Uh, the thing is, I don't remember the third team that the Bills beat, but they beat the Jets and the Giants, who are two bad football teams. Uh, and, and so I'm not, I, I, I think the bills are okay. I think they're, 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 you know, a decent football team, but I think new England is a good football team. And I do think that I just think the new, I want to say what you just said. I want to say, Hey, this is a good football team. This is going to be closer than you think. Buffalo is a tough place to play. All those things are true, but no, I'm taking the new England Patriots to cover this one. Your game, Coulter, the Minnesota Vikings heading to soldier field to play the Chicago bears battle of two elite quarterbacks Case Keenum and Mitchell Trubisky Uh, the Bears two point home favorites against your Minnesota Vikings uh, in the late window on CBS television who you got Vikings to win Um, Vikings are better 
Me too. I'm taking. I'm. I'm with you. I. I you know. I mean, whether or not they win or not, I. I'd, I'd love to see a tie here. Uh, but any case, I. I think I, I'm going to get on with you with the with the Vikings. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints. This is your Sunday nighter. The Cowboys, a two and a half point favorite on the road against the Drew Brees free New Orleans Saints, who we saw. You know what they accomplished in Seattle. Again, I think there was a lot of fault lang with Seattle, but you got to take advantage of those opportunities. New Orleans at home, speaking of a home field advantage, I mean, you can get it done in uh, in New Orleans in the Superdome. Uh, Cowboys minus two and a half, though. Who you got? They got the Cowboys. Uh, I think that it's not, for whatever reason, the Cowboys get too much pub all the time. It's not for whatever reason. They're a national brand. They're America's team. You, you know, say whatever nauseating thing you want to say about the Cowboys, but what I'm getting at is that they almost always get too much pub, and the one thing that's surrounding them that isn't getting enough pub is how good of a job Kellen Moore has done so far. Hmm. New offensive coordinator, yes. former Boise State quarterback. Their offense just looks way more diverse. They've actually been really good on offense the last couple of years just because of the efficiency, the offensive line, Ezekiel Elliott. But now they look more creative, too. I mean, Kellen Moore's really caught them up to the modern game. He looks like the next elite young play caller. We've had this gigantic wave of these guys infiltrate the NFL, whether it's Sean McVay or Matt Nagy or perhaps even your boy, Matt LaFleur. Um, And Kellen Moore could be the next one of those guys. But it's like I always say, one of the great weapons you can have in the NFL is the element of surprise and or the element of the unknown. If If people don't have what you run on tape, it's a lot more effective. Once there's all this other stuff on tape, maybe then they can game plan for it. I think the Cowboys have been very creative and very diverse offensively so far, not just in the run game, but across the board. And there really seems like they're, they're, they're rolling on offense. So I, I'm taking the Cowboys. Um, you're always talking to me, Coulter, about the, uh, uh, you know, the different narratives in sports and the way things could have gone and, and, you know, how they go another way. Kellen Moore was Tony Romo's backup quarterback. Kellen Moore, who's completed more high, higher percentage completion than anybody in the history of college football at Boise State, is down there. A couple of years for the Cowboys. Left-handed kid, and, and people think, hey, you know, this, this guy might really be able to play. Romo goes down. What happens? He breaks his foot or something, his foot or his arm in training camp. The third stringer is Dak Prescott. In comes Dak Prescott, and the rest is history. It should have been Kellen Moore standing right. there playing quarterback for the Cowboys. He could beat a quarterback right now for Dallas, depending on how things go or whatever. Now, all of a sudden, he's the offensive coordinator for Dak. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, Cowboys, Kellen Moore, 31, 32? Yeah. I mean, he's 100% in an, in an NFL eligible age, especially at quarterback. And I guess all's well that ends well, because he is the OC, and they're doing a great job. He's doing a great job with it. But it's ironic. I mean, it, it was supposed to be him. He was That was supposed to have been his shot, and he was injured and never got it because Dak comes in, and that's it. Um, it's, 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 it's just crazy. The what-ifs are so crazy from that whole Boise State era because, like, Matt Miller and Kellen Moore are really good friends. Matt Miller spent a month down in Dallas. Hmm. Matt Miller, the offensive coordinator now at Montana State, right. spent a month down in Dallas with Kellen Moore in the offseason. It's crazy to think that you have 29-year-old Matt Miller and 31-year-old Kellen Moore. It's even more impressive to be an NFL offensive coordinator at 31. That's that's Man, pretty nuts. That's pretty good. But even Matt Miller, I think he's the youngest Division One offensive coordinator in the country as mm. well. But that what if combined with you know Matt Miller in, I think, the second-to-last game of the regular season of his senior year, 
shatters his ankle. I mean, he's the all-time leader in Boise State history and catches and receiving yards. Four-year starter, freshman All-American, first-team All-League guy, one of the great athletes to ever come out of the state of Montana, shatters his ankle and can never get it back on track, and he basically has to retire, retire. before his career ever started. And yeah, honestly, Matt Miller has told me stories. He would have never even gotten into coaching if Jeff Choate wouldn't have called him. He was set on living in Terry, Montana, riding a horse, being a cowboy, because mm-hmm. he was so sad about his career being over, and then a new career started for him. But the what-ifs of football are so they're so fascinating when you connect all the dots. Yeah. Uh, all that said, I probably agree with you that it's Dallas, but I'm not going to go against a home underdog in New Orleans, even with Teddy Bridgewater being the guy. Uh, I I don't have a lot of optimism based on what I saw because, again, I think it was more of a Seahawks loss than it was a New Orleans win last week. But I'll take the Saints at home to cover, okay? Two and a half points, the underdog, give me the Saints. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Last game that we'll do here, and then again, we'll have the rest of them for you on the podcast. Seattle Seahawks. This game on Sunday, noon for the pregame show, 2 o'clock for kickoff, 102.9 ESPN Radio. The Seahawks, a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. Bunch of road favorites here uh, at the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are 0-2-1. And, uh, you know, I, I still think that uh, uh, Kyler Murray uh, is the real deal. He looks great to me, uh, but it's, you know, it's this young football team, first-year coach, first-year quarterback. You're going to struggle. Uh, and uh, Seattle, you know, has a veteran coach and a veteran uh, quarterback uh, doing this thing here. Seattle did not give me a whole bunch of things to feel good about on Sunday, it seems to me, but I also think that Seattle – has done a good job over the years of following up a bad football game, and it was a bad football game, by playing really well. I think Seattle, I, I certainly expect Seattle to win this game. Five and a half is a big number for the Seahawks because they do play so many games close and then try and you know win it in the fourth quarter. And because I do think that Kyler Murray has not just ability, but has a certain... Uh, he's a gamer, you know what I mean? He's a showtime type of guy who, when the moments are big, he's not he's not afraid of those. And uh, and that gives me pause when you're talking about having to win by basically a touchdown here. But I think that Seattle's the better team, and I think they're going to have a, come out and have a really, really good performance. And there's some major weaknesses, particularly on the offensive line of this uh, uh, Cardinal team, as uh, Michael Sean Dugar pointed out. So I think that the defense needs to have a big day, especially on that front line with Ziggy Anza, who has not practiced today. So we'll see if he's even available with Jay Davion Clowney for sure and the rest of them. Uh, Bob, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, they got to go get this thing done. I think they're going to do it. Sax got to prove it to me. I'm taking the Cardinals. Okay. Sutel Nuwanis, 1-2-9 ESPN Radio. Listen to the podcast if you want the rest of the picks. Also, our brand new podcast, the 
FCS Speculators, a betting podcast, is up for you uh, right now. So you can go check all of that stuff out, and it will be there, uh, uh, well, all the time at all your favorite podcasting platforms. We'll take a quick break. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Boys and girls. Why is it wolf mother? Playing the doggone Super Bowl. It's 2 Tell and the one is 1029 ESPN Radio. Great to be with you on a Friday heading into conference play in the Big Sky Conference. It makes me so very happy. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Celia and online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast. Podcasts available wherever you get your podcast. <coughs> the podcast, it's just remarkable. First of all, I'm usually never on. I usually have to talk into a microphone that's not on. So then while you're doing your little thing, I assume it's not on, so I just cough. There, I don't have a button on my side. Is there any way we could get this into the uh, into the two-minute no. mashup last second? No. Uh, we are, uh, if you're missing any of the show, it's just, it's as good as it gets, people. I'm just going to keep coughing in the microphone to make sure gets. they can't hear anything you're saying. The podcast is available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, and it is available Thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Go rate it, review it, rank it, all that stuff. Big weekend on uh, ESPN Radio coming up. We'll tell you all about it. But we've been doing this. We did this last week. It was great. I can't wait to hear what's in store for us this week. It is the Tutel Nuanas Week in Review, the two-minute mashup. Keep your questions short and let's go to work. Hello, Montana. The same thing, just tackling toddlers in my house. If you're any good, they'll quit kicking it to you. Cannon at Washington Grizzly Stadium was a banging away on Saturday. Oh, it scared me big time. <laughs> Everybody thinks he's competitive. He's a big scaredy. I get scared every time. Every and then, time. of course, we still got scared. He's jumpy. This is a double pass right here. I had to go make the play for my boys. The expectation of excellence is back. Heiner, I love you. Uh, that's, that's called that's effort, Heiner. That's awesome. I'm feeling good right now. You guys, you guys should ask me more questions because I'm going to be really grumpy on Monday. Our philosophy is it's the biggest game in the country because it's the one we're playing in. And it's relatively rare that you see somebody do something that you've just never seen before. Pass rush is everything. If you just try to be tough on Saturdays, it ain't happening. Moses is bringing the nasty back. Bruce Barnum, one of our favorites. David plugged me in and they're, they're in the back. You know, and he told me, you know, I got the beat button, Barney. Be careful. I, I need those stories to run out because Hawk tells a story better than Disney. I'm feeding them Dodge pretzels and 
they probably have one of those smoothie bars in their place. <laughs> you know, Chodal brag about it. How Quan? Because he's tough. <laughs> you know, Chodal said, "We got smoothies. Come on, recruit. Better have your head on a swivel." The mighty Chodal. He can sell you oceanfront in Arizona. Chodal's got that quarterback, Hercules. I think. Here, have a voodoo donut. Said, you know what? I'm going to send the mighty Grizz a box of dots. Present. If Chodal wasn't a head coach, he should have been a, a fight promoter. Tim Walsh joining us. He's the head coach of Cal Poly. Probably 85 percent of the players we play against, we can't even say hi to. Well, we knew he was good. We didn't know he was that good. Jay Hill does a tremendous job at Weber State. When we signed that deal to play him two years out of conference, we had just beaten 49 and nothing. Maybe we'll get paid for all this. Eric Marks is the Aaron Donald of the FCS. Jay Hill joining us, head coach of uh, the Weber State Wildcats. I don't put much stock into anything until late in the year. I mean, the Nevada game was one after another after another. We got a good base of um, FCS caliber kids in the state of Utah. We have an international airport right close to us. You tell me there's not tech stock in Pocatello? And I think, quite frankly, we're just scratching the surface on what this program can become. No, it's a band. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell you that he's my friend, and that's why he has players that will absolutely do anything for him. Done deal. Anybody can win, anybody can lose on college football Saturday. That is a fact, and that is a 2 tell Nuwana's two-minute mashup in the week that was the week in review. Great work by David putting that together for us. It could have just been two minutes. It could have been 20 minutes of Bruce Barnum. Go listen to the Bruce Barnum interview, man. It's just so funny. It's too good. That was on Tuesday, right, that we had that? It was on Tuesday. You can find it on the Two Tell Nuance podcast. You can also find it spliced in on our new Big Sky Breakdown. I took a lot of our best interviews from the week. You and I had about a 30-minute conversation with Andrew Houghton, yep. formerly of Sky on Sports, who's now at the Idaho State Journal. I just previewed in the Big Sky Conference, and then we also I took uh, our Big Sky Conference previews and put them all together. That's also now hosted on the Two Tell Nuance channel, so you can find that. Uh, through, on your, all your podcasting platforms, et cetera. You can also find it at skyonsportsmt.com. So that's where you can hear John Edwards, Travis Lule, Bruce Barnum, Jay Hill, Tim Walsh, Dan Hawkins, everybody. It's all there. It's all there. Uh, go check it out. Uh, on your radio this weekend, uh, it's going to be uh, a ton of sports. First of all, it starts in five minutes from now. Cubs-Cardinals. Uh, this game is meaningless for the Chicago Cubs, who have absolutely... I, I don't. I don't have words for what they have done. This this just pathetic tank job at the end, uh, but they can still win me something from Robert Chase if they sweep the Cardinals in this series, which is a hundred percent guaranteed not to happen. But nonetheless, Cubs Cardinals on the radio. Uh, as soon as we're done here, we will have the Cubs Cardinals game two of this series tomorrow at about seven o'clock. Excuse me, about five o'clock uh, Mountain Standard Time as well. That game following. Ole Miss, Alabama. That's right. Mississippi, Alabama tomorrow, 1230. Well, 1230 uh, for the uh, pregame show there. One o'clock kickoff. Ole Miss, Alabama, and that's SEC matchup. And then again on Sunday, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. That is your lineup for the weekend tonight on ESPN Television. How about Arizona State at the 15th ranked Cal Bears? Look at the Cal Bears shooting up the ranks to 15. Impressive. Uh, that game Friday night, college football. Also, Duke. Uh, Virginia Tech right now. They're playing as we speak. Justin Wilcox was a great coordinator during his time. Uh, multiple different stops, Wisconsin, Tennessee, uh, Boise State. He'll get it rolling there. He's got good assistant coaches. I mean, I talked about Gerald Alexander earlier on in the week on this show, former Montana. He was at Montana State for like nine months, so it's that'll be a blip on the radar by the time he's in the NFL because he will be an NFL coach. You watch. But uh, he's doing a Excellent job recruiting California defensive backs. Bull Baldwin, former Eastern Washington head coach, is the offensive coordinator. So they got guys that we're familiar with, and it seems like they got it rolling a little bit now in Cal. 
Uh, Colton Nuanas has been up for about 22 hours a day for the last week and a half trying to write, not trying to, writing stories for SkylineSportsMT.com. Go read them, okay? Because he is prolific Thanks, right now, banging this stuff out. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 